0: This is episode 253 of the Beyond the Food Show. And today we're going to talk about power and control. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Going Beyond the Food Show. I'm Stephanie Dozier, clinical nutritionist and certified intuitive eating counselor, creator of the Going to Beyond the Food method. And after a 25 year dieting career that started at the age of 12, I decided to say hell no to diet culture and hell yes living my life to the fullest in my now body and i made it my mission to help smart successful women like you live confidently unconditionally right now ready sister let's do this hey if you're new to the going beyond the food show our podcast roadmap has been designed with you in mind With over 250 episodes available to listen, it can feel overwhelming to know which episode to prioritize for you. The podcast guide answers the top five questions women have when they enter our world of going beyond the food to unlearn diet culture. To get your free copy of our podcast roadmap guide, head over to stephaniedoziercom forward slash roadmap, or use the hyperlink in the show notes. I'll see you on the other side. Welcome back sisters. I'm going to get us started with a quote today. Now, I cannot attribute this quote to anyone as I found it on Pinterest, but if someone of you know who originated this quote, please share with me. Here we go. When you see someone who needs power and control over others and will not stop until they get it, you're actually seeing someone who is deeply afraid fearful people can only have things their way so i'm going to transpose this quote which is pretty general with the one thing we have in common here so here's my adaptation of this when you see a woman who needs to control her body and will not stop until she gets it quote under control Either our body or food, you're actually seeing a woman who is deeply afraid, likely afraid of diet culture. Fearful women can only have things the way diet culture tells them. Now, how's that to get us started over the topic of today, which is power and control? To illustrate the topic of today and kind of the Onboarding that I did with this quote, I'm going to share my own journey through power and control and my own relationship to it, which has been different at different stages of my life. So I thought my own story would be a great place to illustrate how power and control can play in your life and what you should perhaps consider. I spent most of my teens developing my power, yet being reprimanded for developing my own power. I was labeled as a rebel because I was in my power. Over the years and repetition of being told over and over again that I was being A daughter, a girlfriend, a young woman in her power, which wasn't right, I started to doubt myself and my ways. So, in my mid 20s, up to about my early 40s, late 30s, I spent seeking the opposite of what I was told wasn't right. I spent about 15 to 20 years seeking. Control. If being in my power was wrong, then the opposite should have been right. Now, let's be clear. I didn't wake up one day thinking, oh, well, power doesn't work. Let me try control. That's not how it happens. It was a lot more subtle, very slow, very insidious. And I got to say, at 25 years old, I wasn't wise enough to know what was happening. I knew that I needed to change my ways, that I thought that it would be better another way, but I didn't know it was power and control. It wasn't that duality that was directing the change that was implementing in my life. Instead of being punished for being in my power When I changed to seek control, I was being rewarded by society for being, quote, in control. I was given money. I was given promotion. I was having a successful career. I had higher social standing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The more that I was seeking control, the more I was being rewarded for it notice that I was outlining signs of success of being, quote, in control as external sign, right? Career, money, social standing, promotion, nothing really personal. And there's a reason for this, because internally, personally, being in control did not lead me to success, did not lead me to health, to joy, to happiness, Personal success. It's only recently, over the last five years, that I was able to see this distinction. What led me to see the difference between power and control is my own relationship to food and the consequence on my body. And I have to say thank you to the thousands of women that I've worked with over the last. 10 years that led me not only to see the tremendous difference between power and control, but to truly understand the distinction between the two and being witness to the transformation well beyond the food that happened when we shift from seeking control to being in our power. That's what I'd like to share with you today. And you can decide for yourself what will serve you the best in your life today. Seeking power or control. And I'm going to explore this in the context of what unites us here, which is food and body. But as you listen, I want you to hold space for the same narrative to be applicable to nearly everything in your life relationship, finances, career, family, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So let me start with this question. Do you want to be in your power with food or do you want to control food? Do you want to be in your power with your body or do you want to control your body? Think of this question and answer it for what is currently present now and then what you would like to have present in the near future could be the same or it could be different let's explore each of the answer let's start with power what is power now let's be honest the word power tends to intimidate unfortunately it tends to intimidate many women much more than men unfortunately society defines power currently as authority as a force to be used, as being aggressive, as being more than others, better than others. And I think this is why we as women do not connect with the word power, because that's not what we believe in. That's not what we want. Now, here's the thing. When you are in your power, You do not seek power over others. And that's the huge distinction here. And I think the people who wrote the definition of power were people that were not in their power. And that's why they saw power as being more, being controlled, being aggressive towards others because they weren't in their power. So let's start here. What does it mean to be in your power? Being in your power means to trust. To be in your power means to be aligned. To be in your power is to trust that you are in the right place at the right time. To be in your power with food means that you trust your body and your brain to make the right choices with food for you right now. To be in your power with food means to know that you have all that is needed within you to make the right decision when it comes to nourishing yourself. To be in your power with food means to have faith in yourself. To be in your power is not to be forceful, manipulative, or aggressive, which is unfortunately how most people think of power. When it comes to food, that's what diets do. It forces us to eat in a way. It manipulates us to make a decision about food and it forces us to have a relationship with food, one based in fear. To be in your power with your body means that you trust your body. To be in your power with your body means that you have faith in your body's ability to do what's right for you right now. Particularly for us to trust our body is functioning properly even if externally it doesn't respond to society's standard. Being in your power with your body doesn't mean forceful, aggressive action with excessive exercise to manipulate our body, to manipulate our body's innate processes with weight loss pill or remove part of our body's anatomy, which It's what diet culture proposed to us as being in our power over our body. When we are in our power, what I often refer to being empowered, when we are in our power with food and body, we eat intuitively. We have neutral views on our body image we manage our emotions, what I refer to often as emotional intelligence. We believe we matter. We have self-worth. We have a sense of efficacy. We respond instead of reacting. When we live an empowered life with food and body, we have a, quote, sense of control because we know we have choices. We influence the outcome of our relationship to food and body, not because we exert control, but because we trust and respect ourselves. Now let's look at the other end of our analogy today. Let's look at control. What does control mean? If you look at the straight definition of control, It says it's to be able to direct, to dictate the outcome, to predict the outcome through dieting. I I love definition in dictionary because they're very aggressive. I find them like very aggressive. That's the best word (laughs) that I can use. So not surprising that the definition of control is to be direct, to dictate the outcome. Being in control does not mean to be in your power and that is the big illusion that's the illusion we're sold to in not only with food and body but in almost any sector of our life that being in control means that we are in our power and that is a lie we might be able to control an external process of an animated object, like a process in a manufacturer, we're able to control it. And we quote our, and our power in face of this machine, but to apply that to other living being is an illusion. The illusion that we can control our partner that we can control any other human being action or even animals or even children, that we can control any other living being's action, words, is an absolute illusion. When it comes to our own self, trying to control our body, trying to control the way we nourish ourselves is also an illusion. That's why diet don't work. Because we cannot control this magical thing that is this living being. When we set to control, what we're really saying is that we don't trust. We don't trust this other living being, intelligent being that is an animal, a child, another human being. We don't trust them. So we have to control them. And I want us to pause on this for just a second. This is pretty profound. We are treating other human beings like a machine, like a process of inanimate an object, which is ludicrous. Trying to control your body is literally a big fuck you to your own body. It's a big, and I'm not going to repeat it again in case there's children listening, but it's a big F you your soul to your innate wisdom it's like saying to yourself like when you talk to yourself it's like talking to your own body it's like saying to you you suck and i don't trust you so i'm gonna control you you're saying that to yourself like we are not distinct from our own body we are our body So when we try to control our own body, we're pretty much saying to ourselves, you're shitty, let me control you. Desiring to control means that we don't have faith. And in this case, faith in ourselves. The more control we seek, the more faith we lose in ourselves. We lose faith in our own ability, in our own magic. When we try to be in control, We victimize ourselves. We react instead of responding. Control over food, over our body is what gets us in trouble. How do we set to control? Well, we have food rules, control, portion, macros. We restrain the bad food instead of trusting that our body will tell us what works for us and what doesn't work for us these food restriction leads to binging, to overeating, to wanting the food that you think are so bad. You know, the whole vicious cycle of dieting when we attempt to control. And I use the word attempt intentionally because it's an attempt. It doesn't work long term. When we attempt to control food, it means that we don't trust our body. When we don't trust our body with food, it's very hard to trust our body with other aspects of our lives. When we don't trust our innate ability to manage our relationship to food, we don't really trust our ability to manage our relationship to other people, to money, to intimacy, to trust other people, to trust our employee if you're in a position of leadership. Can you see the conundrum here? Now, why are we compelled to control is a good question right? Because we are afraid of what will happen if we don't. What happened when we feel afraid to lose control? That's another good question. What happened when we feel afraid to lose control? We control some more, or at least we attempt to seek more control. If one area of our life is deemed to be, quote, out of control, we seek to control another aspect of our life so we can have some sense of relief. Diet is an attempt to control our lives via food. Wearing makeup is an attempt to control how other people perceive us. Diet culture is an attempt from patriarchy to control women. When we are disconnected from our power, We seek control, yet we are born powerful being. We are destined to be in our power. We were given all that we need to be in our power. Yep, you were given everything you need to be in your power. So did I. In the case of food, we were given eating cue, hunger, fullness, satisfaction. All of us were born with those eating cue on board. And we see that in babies, right? They cry when they're hungry. They stop feeding when they're full. Have you ever, ever tried to put a bottle back in the mouth of a baby or a breast in the mouth of a baby when they're full? Not going to happen. If you haven't, I can tell you right now, it's not going to happen. The same thing goes with satisfaction. As the child grows older, you can see food that they like and food that they don't like, food that they can ask more of when they feel satisfied. All of us were born with this. We also were born with a metabolism, which science hasn't yet defined how it works because that is that complex, but we're all born with it. We were born in our power. And as a matter of fact, when we were young, we believed in that power. We believe in our ability to be in our power. Baby, toddlers, we can see that in children, right? When they're learning to walk, when they're learning to talk, they know they can. They just need to practice. We live in our power as children And until we grow up, some people never stop believing in our power. They're rare, but they exist. But for most of us, here's what happened. Along the way, as we grow up, as we're becoming this tiny little adult, someone steered us away from our power. Someone led us to believe that we weren't powerful being, that something was wrong with us and that we needed to seek control because we weren't powerful enough. Many of us grew up in family where power was exercised over them in a dominant, submissive pattern. Our needs and feelings were ignored or criticized. Our action were stemming from trying to control. And when we exercised power, we were punished for it. Just like where I started with my story at the beginning. When personal power isn't encouraged, we come to believe that power can't exist. And that love cannot be given if we are in our power. We become afraid of our own power and we seek more and more control. That's the good girl syndrome. If you haven't listened yet to episode 249, go back and listen to that. That's how we try and that's why we seek to be good girls. Claiming our power means living, Consciously. If all of you were like, yeah, no, I'm done with control. I want to be in my power. Got to live consciously. You're going to take responsibility for yourself. You got to build your own self esteem because it's been like crippled (laughs) over the year and no one's going to give it to you, but you have to take responsibility for yourself to build your own self esteem. You have to ask. For your needs and your wants, you have to be autonomous. You have to become independent of others. What happens when we claim our power and we begin to reduce control and live more in that space of power? When we are in our power, we trust ourselves and our body. We easily transition into being an intuitive eater. We can let go of exercise as being a thing to control our body and instead looking forward to just moving our body. When we feel empowered, we can manage our emotion. We believe that we matter and that we can affect the outcome of our own life. We thrive in autonomy and efficacy rather than being at the effect of others. Instead of reacting, we can act from an inner knowing. We have faith. We have faith that we are enough and that we're going to be okay. That's what happened when we live in our power. Usually those in their power do not need to control others. We can almost see it as the more you seek to control things and others in your life, the less you are in your power. And you will see the shift happening as you become in your own power. Here's the cool things ab- about being in our power. If we are in our power, we cannot be controlled. We don't seek to control our own body nor others. And when we are in our power, There is no need to make anyone else do anything. And when people try to control us, we giggle, we laugh, we're like, oh, good for you. And we casually just walk away because we don't need others, because we are autonomous, because we are independent, because we know we have everything we need within us. When we live in our power, we usually find things go the way we wish without having to manipulate or struggle. We don't need to win, we don't need to convince. What other people do, believe, or say is theirs. It doesn't mean anything about us. When we live in our power, we still have needs but we are able to fulfill them or not depending on our choices without needing someone else to comply. We know we can fulfill our own needs and that makes us independent of others. There's true magic that happens when we shift from wanting to be in control of our body and food to being in our power. Recently I posted a quote on Instagram stories, and that quote said, true healers don't heal others. True healer gives you the guide to heal yourself. True healer guides you to learn how to heal yourself because they know you are a powerful being. I know for me, that was a huge shift in my practice. Like if you were to wind back the clock, 10 years ago, when I started and how, and if you are one of my clients from 10 years ago, please, like reach out to me and we can do a podcast on this, how I was as a practitioner 10 years ago, and how I worked with my patients to now, it's like black and white, complete contrast, because back then I was seeking to control them. I had a long list of things they needed to do and I would follow up with them and I would like be, I don't want to say a tyrant, but I was a commander. I would commend their life, Where today I am much more liberal because I know it's not me that heal, it's yourself. So it bears a question as we wrap up this podcast here. How does one, how does one of you, how do we begin to shift from seeking control to being in our power? Well, to claim our power means to learn to live consciously, to learn to take responsibility with ourselves. Now, taking responsibility or radical self-responsibility doesn't mean a license to punish and beat yourself up. It means to take responsibility for yourself and make choices and building your self-esteem and asking for your needs and your want. Learning to trust yourself. That's what claiming your power requires. Since food and body are at the center of what our discussion is about and it's what makes us feel so disempowered, I believe that for us as a community, the journey of claiming back our power should begin at the level where we suffer the most, which is with food and body. Claiming our power over food and body is where we should begin. Learning to shift out of controlling food, aka dieting and making the transition, learning to become an intuitive eater, reconnecting with our innate source of power when it comes to food, because it caused us so much suffering. When we do this transition to claim our power in this one sector of our life, it's like firework. Literally, it's like firework in the rest of your life. Because that space that creates the more pain for you, you can see that you can truly have power that you have eating cues, you were born with power, you find them, you learn to listen to them, you learn to trust them, you learn to respond to them, you build trust and respect with your eating cues, which is really building trust with yourself. Truly, when we become intuitive eater, we are claiming our power back. Yes, at first with food, but then in the rest of our life, it's like a launching pad to see how you can be in your power in the rest of your life. And that's why my brand is, it's beyond the food. Because your power, what I saw in those women that I was working with was the magic that happened way beyond the food and then from there you can exert your power over yourself in the rest of your life and that's when you can liberate yourself if you feel inspired to claim your power if you feel inspired to make this journey at first with food and then over your body in the rest of your life join us inside conquer and drive that's what we do we help you conquer food, body, and your mindset and your need for control and thrive in your power. I love you, sister. And I'll see you on the next episode. Hey, you, if you enjoy listening to this show, you have to come and check Conquer and Thrive. It's my monthly coaching program that comes with expert courses that will show you exactly how to take this life changing work and apply it into your own life. We teach you how to change your mindset, eat intuitively and master body confidence that you've decided to stop dieting today or years ago, conquer and try will help you take this knowledge deeper into real life practices. It comes with access to me as your coach and my team of experts. Join us by simply going to www.stephaniedodzie.com forward slash join. I can't wait to meet you inside our Conquer and Thrive community. I'll see you on the other side.